Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. Well, I'm excited to um, bring the word this morning. I, um, I've had this on my heart now uh, for some months, and uh, I think for the last few Sundays, I feel like, and, and, and even just at home, there's, there's thoughts dropping in for today's message, and your communion flows incredibly lovely with my um, message this morning. Um, going back a couple of months ago when uh, I found out that I was preaching, I I, um, I like to pray about what I'm going to talk about, so it's just not Scott's thoughts and ideas for 45 minutes or half an hour. There's hopefully something there a little bit deeper. And, um, um, and, uh, and I think probably what came to mind was this picture of this chain breaking. And um, consequently, why I've brought a chain, I didn't actually plan the whole mic drop, although I did think that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Um, I pictured a chain breaking, and um, and in particular the word burdens came to mind, um, and and that that God really today wants to help some people break some burdens, things that are weighing you down. Um, as a kid, um, um, I remember watching cartoons. Um, cartoons were very different to what cartoons are today. I mean, the cartoons were almost about taking the mickey out of our other cartoon characters. And, and, and very famously, I think about quicksand. Um, I mean, it's the most common way to get rid of somebody in a cartoon scenario is you have quicksand and they start sinking down. This brought along a very unhealthy fear for quicksand. I mean, I have to admit, as a kid, I would sometimes, what if I'm out just hiking and there's some quicksand there? And I just get sucked into it. Now, as an adult, I look back now and go, my goodness. <laughs> has, has anyone here been seen quicksand in real life where they've kind of just been sucked down so quickly and, you know, they're gone, lost for, forever? I mean, that was like the staple fear of quicksand of all things the fact that you'd get sucked down and and then there's that last minute grass where they're kind of the under right you know you could probably think of a dozen movies or dozen dozen and they're like under the hands there and just just in the nick of time a stick's been thrown in a rope a vine a, a, an ant chain i mean it's all been done of how to drag that poor, poor person that's been sucked into quicksand and been pulled out. Um, and um, if I think about burdens, it can kind of feel like that at times. Things that can just weigh us down, that we're just getting pulled under, slowly, further and further in. And then there's this point of, oh no, I'm stuck in it. I can't get out, but you just keep on sinking 
further and further down to the point where you go, how am I even going to get out of here? I'm done for. This is it. It's over. The basis of the scripture I want to use this morning, if I get my, turn this on, there we go, is from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. It says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. You'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. And we'll come back to that scripture. That was Matthew 11, 28, verse 30. Beautiful, it's up there. I'm a dad. For those that don't know, I've got three wonderful kids, 10, 8 and 6. I did it that way because then I could remember how old. I've only got to remember one and then I can just plus two. It makes life very simple and easy for me. Um, and uh, some people laughed. That's good. Um, so, so I've got three kids. I'm married. Um, I've got a married now. I should remember this one. I think it's 13 years in June. Um, June the 6th, in fact. That's not far away. <laughs> Sarah, give me a second. Bye. Anniversary. Present. Thank you. I am getting somewhere this morning. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad. I've got three kids. And um, we go out together as a family. And, like, you go to zoos. We've been, we've been on family holidays to Dreamworld. And when the kids were young, it was awesome because we had prams. And prams are incredibly convenient for stuffing stuff in. Right? You got, like, drinks. It's okay. You don't have to carry. You just chuck them in. You got food. It's okay. You, you just chuck it in. But when your kids grow up, all of a sudden you don't have a pram, but they've still got all the stuff they want to take with them. And, you know, you start off with, look, you carry your water bottles, but inevitably, at some point, and I'm the dad, and for some reason it's my job to carry everything. So it begins. Zoo, Monado Zoo comes to mind like classic, because you walk a lot. Um, Dad, my legs are sore. That's okay, son. Look, let me carry your bag, your lunch, your drink bottle. Phoebe. Dad, my legs, can you carry mine too? Sure. So I've gone from basically carrying nothing to eventually I've got five bottles of water, everybody's lunch, their jumpers, their hats, their sunscreen, their first aid kit, maybe, band-aids. I don't know. You're like, it's just whatever's in this giant bag. And there's a point around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, everyone's, everyone's tired and they're whinging about how their legs are sore and you're just gritting your teeth, knowing that your legs are sore. I'm carrying everything here. I'm trying to get them to drink water just so it brings the weight of the bag down. But the point of this message or the point of the story is, as their dad, I don't whinge, 
I just take this stuff, I carry it, because ultimately I want to take the weight off them and I'll carry it for them because I'm their dad. And, um, and if I think about our Heavenly Father, effectively, He wants to do the same thing. He just does it slightly in a little bit more loving way than what I do it. He's our Heavenly Father and we are His kids. We are His children. And um, we have that ability to put our burdens onto Him. If I think back, if I think back with myself personally, I've probably never really understood that properly. I've never really understood what it means to carry your burdens and to put it onto Christ and to, to put it, and that's something that I've journeyed over the last couple of years. And if I um, am very transparent, I think back to when Pastor Vic passed away. There's probably a lot of grief that didn't get grieved over and a lot of things that I just I've got to be I've just got to soldier on I've just got to you know push in for those around me and um and not incredibly good at putting my burdens back on to Christ so when I think about burdens I was trying to think about what are things that are burdens to us as Christians what are things that can weigh us down. So the first thing that came to mind was the burden of anxiety and worrying. We could worry what people think. We could worry about money. I know as a, um, for a long time as a single income earner for a family, man, I felt the pressure, felt the burden of trying to carry the family financially. You could worry about food. We could be worrying about work. Provision, family, worry about our friendships, worry about our relationships. We can worry about our health, we can worry about church, we can just worry about worrying. Interesting thing about worrying, the more you worry, the more you worry. Maybe the worrying makes you feel lonely. And God doesn't want us to hold on to that. I think about 1 Peter verse, chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Curiosity's sake. You thought you were just going to sit here and listen to me. Just show of hands here. Who's ever, who's ever had a, a serious period of life where you've worried way too much with anxiety? I hope you don't mind me doing this, but I just want to normalise this. Look around, if you don't mind. Pretty much the entire church body here has their hands up, right? We're not alone. Failure. Burden of failure. I remember... Back to high school, although it feels like every year further and further and further distant time away. But whether you passed a course or a subject or an assignment was clear. Either you did or you didn't. Um, Some people strive for A's. My job was just to pass. 
I was happy. Failure is a real fear. I um, know for myself, when um, I decided to leave a very secure 10-year job and to go start my business or take over a business, which at the time wasn't paying what it needed to pay for me to survive financially, the fear of failure was huge. 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 In fact, I, don't, I, th- I think probably for the first three, four months, I don't think I've prayed so much in my entire life. Um, the fear of failure is huge. And it's incredibly bonding. It can drag you down. It can be crippling. It will just stop you from giving something a go. It may be that you have a desire to come join the music team, right? But the fear of just getting up the front. It might be that you want to really help around the yard, but the fear of what if I, what, what if I get burnt? What if, what if I get overworked? What if something goes wrong? What if, what if, what if Andrew says no? It can be crippling. It can hold you back. It can stop you from doing something amazing just because you're afraid of what will happen if it goes wrong. The fear of failure. I think about Peter in that moment of when he got asked, are you, a, are you one of his disciples? That fear, that fear of failing, of going, you know what? No, because what, what if I am, is that going to make me successful? Now, if I don't do it, I'm not going to be, I won't be successful. So, like, I, th- I can relate with that. Um, I think about, uh, just quickly, so fear of failure, just curiosity's sake here again. Has anyone here ever not done something that possibly look back now and go, I wish I gave it a go, just because I had a fear of failing? Right? Definitely have. Again, I look around the room. Most of the room put their hands up. Should I get that right? Injustice. The burden of an injustice. I think about Jesus in his trial. That moment when he got dragged away and brought before um, Pilate. An incredibly unjust situation. He's done nothing wrong. And to the point of now he's heading to the cross complete injustice. I look around society at the moment where there is a, a, a significant righteous recovering of injustice. And to some degree, rightly so. I think back to the stolen generation of Australia. I mean, that is completely a whole bunch of injustice. I think back um, to Black Lives, or think to the Black Lives Matter movement. It is because of injustice. Um, I think there's times where we could probably also get so burdened down when something you felt like you deserved and you thought it was rightfully yours and all of a sudden it wasn't. It can create this feeling of injustice. 
For me personally, injustice isn't something that um, I've personally seen, it's a personally experienced, but I have personally seen. It can be incredibly crippling. Um, show of hands, curiosity sake, has anyone here dealt with injustice before? Less hands, but still a, a huge chunk of you. Think about, got this one, is that working? There we go. Thanks if you did that or I did it, I don't know. It was me. I think about the burden of sin. I think the pressure of, of not trying not to sin. Sometimes I think to myself it can be a little bit like coronavirus. You surround yourself around people who are going to sin, you're going to catch it. But it's not, sin's not coronavirus. It's not catchable, per se. But sin in itself can create a massive, massive burden. Like, I know for myself, and I was chatting with um, Andrew, uh, no, Andrew, Paul, I think it might have been, about this. Um, um, for those that don't know, I've been on a journey for the last, I've been in this church for 12 or so years, um, been heavily involved in leadership for a huge chunk of that time. I'm still on leadership, but I've stepped down from the eldership and the church board. Um, um, doesn't change how I love this place, doesn't change how I love God. has just felt the prompting for, for change and, and that it was time for me to let go of some things and allow other people to rise up and take over other responsibilities. Um, but through that time of leadership, I felt the burden of sin that I just can't stuff up, right? I can't do the wrong thing. So for me, burden of sin is a real, was a real reality. And it's kind of a funny thing. I didn't realise until I stepped down. I'm like, wow, even, that was even a thing. Um, so again, show of hands. Um, sorry, just quickly, I did have a verse for that. So for the law of the Spirit, this is Romans 8 too. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ for the law of sin and death. We are to be set free from sin, from the cross. Show of hands. <laughs> kind of inevitable, this one. Who here has had to deal with sin as a burden? The burden of... There we go. Religion. This kind of falls into a similar thing. I, um, I find religion's a funny one because it's got a lot of pros and it's got some cons. Um, and, and then human nature, we turn something that's not religious into something that's religious. It's just what we do. But I think about religion. I think about my dog, Rusty. He's a red healer. Um, and, 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 and I was... Don't know why, but this is what I do when I'm sitting at home. I think about these things. Um, we've got, we had more chickens, but we've got, at the moment, five chooks, one rooster. The rooster's a bit of a wimp, but anyway, he's meant to be a rooster. Um, we've got, so four, five chooks, one rooster. Um, they've got their little pen, and uh, I've got an overzealous red healer 
who is just wants to please, bless his heart. Like he just loves me. He is my dog, well and truly. Um, he comes to me over anyone else. Like they could be sitting down and they'll be patting him, look incredibly content. I'll come sit down next to him and he'll come next to me. He's my dog. He wants to please. He wants to do the right thing. He's a year and a half old, maybe coming up two years. Bless his heart, he just does a lot of wrong things. Um, and he not like, I don't even know. I don't even need to look out the back veranda. I can see it in his face when he's done something wrong because he knows he's in trouble. He knows that he shouldn't have done something. So we've got our chooks, and unfortunately, Rusty can't be trusted with our chickens. One chicken took a peck too far through your fence once at his nose. That particular chicken's not with us anymore. Um, so he's had the taste, and so we can't trust him, unfortunately. Um, they coexist as long as there's a fence and a barrier between the two, that we're all good. But we do let our chickens just go roam across the backyard. And, um, and I love free-range chickens and eggs and all sorts that go with that. So, but anyway, for us to do that, so that Rusty doesn't misbehave, I put him on a leash, right? And he kind of sits there cowering, sooking, um, but my chickens can roam around in freedom. They can go enjoy. And, um, but I was thinking about what religion does to us. And I kind of feel like it's a little bit like poor Rusty, who sometimes can't control himself on his own accord. Probably should spend more time with him, but, but that's on a side. But, but can't, can't control himself. So in the situations where I'm worried about Rusty not controlling himself, I put him on a leash. That's not real freedom, right? If I think about what religion does to us at times, it's do this, don't do that. We get zealous about things and we don't even know what we're zealous about them for and it just actually ends up creating bondage over us. It burdens us down and it's like we're living in freedom but we're not. We're on a leash. Um, I think about dogs that have the, the, they're just, they walk with the person. They allow to wander, they call, and they come back straight away. Um, I think it's amazing. To me, that's like freedom to the dog right there. I think about my dog when I go for walks. I'm like, <laughs> not quite, but that's not freedom to all you pet owners that probably think I'm a terrible dog owner now. But that is what religion does. I think about Saul before he came, became Paul. He was out persecuting and killing Christians because of religion. Absolutely annihilating Christians because of religion. And then once he had a relationship with Christ, that all changed. The last one I want to talk about is the burden of guilt. I just quickly, sorry, I forgot to ask, who here has dealt with the burden of religion? Who here has been hurt by somebody else that's struggling with the burden of religion? 
All right. Okay, so guilt. The burden of guilt. This sometimes can be guilt that others put on us or guilt we put on ourselves. If I think back to where I wanted to go with this message, this was something that was incredibly, incredibly um, burdening to me. Living in a place of guilt is a horrible, self-fulfilling prophecy because the more you're guilty and feel guilt, the more you feel like you're just sinking. Guilt can come from running away, like you said this morning, and knowing that you can come back, but I'm too guilty to come back. Um, it can be the guilt that you end up wanting to cover up your guilt so you, and you want to please yourself, so you do it all over again and then you feel more guilty and you feel more terrible and you keep on sinking down. I um, think for my, I think for myself, there's a scripture in the Bible that Second Corinthians, where it says, "He will not allow temptation to be more than you can stand." Now, if you don't understand that scripture properly, I've found that incredibly burdening. Why can't I? Why can't I just do the right thing? Why can't I get breakthrough over this situation? but I just keep on finding myself doing it all over again. I'm not supposed to be put in a situation where I can, can't handle it, but I just keep on stumbling, keep on tripping over, and it ends up burdening you down. And out of that guilt, habits can be born, and truth be told, sometimes the only way you can get out of that guilt is with, or help break that habit is with help. Who here's struggled with the burden of guilt? Pretty much the entire room. So, come on. I'm not going to have any luck with this one. Great. So, how do we break the burdens? Probably one thing I wanted to first of all do is normalise it. Sometimes when we're going through something and we're struggling, we feel like we're the only one. If I look around this room, quite evidently I think we're all in pretty good company. Um, I think sometimes things that can get broken, to break some things, you just can't break it by yourself. I like to think I've got pretty good willpower, I'm pretty strong, but there's no way, humanistically, if that was tied up around me, I have the ability in my own strength to break the chain. If I think about burdens, and think about when they eventually get a point of just holding you down in that quicksand where you feel like your hand's up the very top, when you're by yourself, you can't get yourself out of that. Ultimately, we need to do something different that's going to help break, break the chain from the burden. I think for myself, when I was heavily burdened down with guilt, 
I, like a true Pentecostal believer, was praying for instant, instantaneous miracle where I'd just be fixed in a heartbeat. I believe that wholeheartedly happens and I've seen addictions absolutely break in, in moments by prayer. But I've also seen that that's not always the way that God works. I think about uh, the story of Jericho. Israelites find themselves at this point where they've got this huge, huge uh, territory they've got to take over and the walls of Jericho are preventing that from happening. If I was to attack that, I'd probably attack in a very different way to how God did it. Me, I'd be thinking about ways to break it down physically. Um, Would have been coming up with a way to smash something into it. But God did it incredibly different. He did some exceptional things if we think about that story. First of all, did it happen in one day? It actually took seven days. Now what I love about the breaking of this stronghold is that Sometimes I just want instant results. But I noticed in this story that it wasn't just instantaneous. It actually took time. And it also took time with others. I think sometimes we try to break our strongholds all by ourselves. But what I love about this story is that they were in unity, marching around the walls. They were silent. Sometimes it is good to be silent. Personally, not my greatest strength. It's good to be silent and to be with others. Relying, walking around, relying on God. And then there's this pivotal triumph moment. The trumpets sound. They are blown. They are praising. They are worshipping. And then they get their victory. You know, I just think there's such a powerful message when we think about things breaking in that story right there of togetherness, of sometimes it's okay for things to take time, for things to break, and then just praising, worshipping God. It took relying on God And then the other really important thing out of this story is it took listening to the instruction of God. If they went about it their own way, they wouldn't have got their breakthrough. For breakthrough and burden, sometimes we need the help from others. Come back to the story of Paul, who became Saul, who became Paul. Almost got the wrong way around. Killing, literally killing and persecuting Christians. Don't know about you guys, but I'm not sure I want to be the one that goes to try save, save him. Um, and he has this miraculous intervention moment with Jesus, right? He's before Jesus and Jesus is saying, why are you persecuting me? Instantaneous blindness from the blaring light, comes over him. Now, I don't know about you, but I've seen, read stories about Jesus healing the blind. Jesus could have healed him 
right there in that moment. But instead, what does he tell Saul to do? He tells him to go to see Ananias. He tells him to go speak and talk with someone. I think about burdens. I go, what an amazing way to get a picture of a breakthrough of the burden of religion, of, of it's okay, you don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to do this on your own, Paul. You can go speak with Ananias. He's going to help you. Too often, I think, we try to deal with burdens on our own. But if we're going to break these burdens, we need other people there to help you. We need to be praying and worshipping. In Acts 16, 25, we read the story of Paul and Silas where they're put in jail. They are actually literally bounded with chains. Literally bounded with chains after literally having an absolute bashing. They are stuck and they are praying and singing hymns in this horrible situation. And then we see the miraculous breakthrough where their chains are released because of their praying and worship, because of their praying and worshipping. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything be prayer and petition and with thanksgiving. Present, present your request to God and The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6-7. We need to be praying and talking with God. That creates breaking of the chains, breakthrough. We need to be thankful to Christ for all that he's done consistently. That creates breakthrough. We need to be praised and worshiping him when we don't feel like it. That creates breakthrough. We need to be in unity with other Christians. That creates breakthrough. Church is about to get messy, guys. We are about to have broken people come to church. And we need to make sure we just love them. If we do this unity bit right, if we just love them through their brokenness, as Christ loved us through our brokenness, they are going to have breakthrough. It's okay to go to others for help because that helps break the chains. And we need to listen to God's instructions because that can help break chains. And then ultimately, we need to come to the cross. We need to come to Christ because he is the one that can heal us. Jesus is the one that can Carry that yoke. If I come back to the scripture I started with, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Basically, what he's saying is, I'm not going to place anything heavy on you. In fact, I'm, the whole idea of a yoke is you're actually next to Someone, he's saying, I'm going to be right there by you, carrying you along. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear 
and the burden I give you is light. Or as the message puts it, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Jesus will walk beside us. So, I really wanted to share on my, from my heart because for me, I know I've had times in recent years without even knowing it, I felt chained up. I felt like there was no way out. I felt like in every respect it was holding me back. I thought I was alone, probably the only one going through it. And all of a sudden I had that revelation that actually I'm not. I started talking with some people and started trying to help. It was, it was like I was waiting on Christ to pull me out and just didn't realise Christ had put those around me to help pull me out. Church, we're in this together. We're a body of believers. We've got Christ out of disposal and we've got a family around us. Can I encourage you today that if you feel like you feel like there's no way out or you keep stuffing up and you feel guilty, you feel stuck, can I encourage you? Chat to somebody. We're not going to judge you. Pray with somebody. It's the best thing we can do together. Worship your way out. Seek God's word. But don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. We're here for you as a body of believers. If you would like prayer after this message today and you go, you know what? I feel like I just need to draw a line in the sand. I felt stuck for so long. I feel like I've just keep tripping up. I feel like I've just, the burdens of life is just weighing me down too much. I don't feel like it's light, what that scripture just said. I don't feel like the burden is easy and the light, the yoke is light. Can I encourage you this morning to come out and get some prayer? I know myself, Andrew, Carolyn, Trevor Gay, um, whoever would like to come pray, just come pray with us because we're in this together. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, Lord, I just thank you that we don't have to do this on our own. Lord, I just thank you that your burden should be light. Lord, that it shouldn't be something that weighs down onto us, Lord, and we just want to break any bondage that the enemy's created in our lives today. Lord, we want breakthrough. Lord, we just pray that any chains, any shackles, anything's weighing down, Lord, we just pray that they're broken today. In Jesus' name, Lord, we just pray... You give people the strategies, the ideas. You put them around the right people to help pull them out of the spot that they're stuck. Father God, Lord, I just thank you that we don't have to do this alone. Lord, I thank you you've given us all that we need for breakthrough. Lord, we just pray for grace, love and humility right now. Father God, thank you for all that you've done. Lord, as we 
leave this building today, may we walk out of it lighter, our heads up higher, our shoulders back, Father God, knowing, knowing you love us the way we are, warts and all, no matter how many times we've made the mistake, Lord, you love us the way we are. Thank you for that, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.